Welcome to another episode of the Girl Out There podcast. I'm Cindy Ryan, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of self-discovery, a little bit of magic, and a little bit of wonder. I am also known as the Blissful Intuitive, a mystic, intuitive guide, and Reiki master based in North Vancouver, BC. I am dedicated to supporting humans tap into their own inner wisdom and find their uplifting, unique, honest inner voice. It has been the most humbling experience to witness this transformation occur when we reconnect to our own innate tools and techniques. In each episode, we will explore topics related to personal growth, spirituality, intuition, energy healing, and a little bit more, some twists and turns. I'll be sharing insights, stories, practical tips, and having some incredible guests come on to help you navigate your own path towards an open and balanced life. Whether you're new to the world of intuition and energy work or a seasoned practitioner, this podcast is for you. Together, we will dive into the depths of our souls, uncover hidden truths, and ignite the spark of inner knowing. Join me with your own cup of bliss and subscribe to the Girl Out There podcast to get ready to awaken to your true potential. And always remember, the power to create a blissful life is right within you. Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy, and I am very excited. Uh, Actually, I just want to say, I'm so sorry. Nobody's going to see this video. Thank God. Amanda's back and she's hiding behind a pillow. I'm really glad no one can see this particular video right now because I'm I'm truly hiding behind a pillow so that I can offer the best audio experience on my return with Cindy. I just love it. Amanda, thank you so much for being here again. Amanda's back. Um, so Amanda, I'm just gonna let you do your introduction because I'm I've started writing it down and you're gonna say it much better. So Amanda back again. Do you want to share who, what you're doing, who you are and what is happening for you? And then we're going to dive deep into the deep end. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me back on your podcast. It means a lot to be invited to a friend's safe space. And, um, of course it just feels like no time has passed since the last time we had a chat, but there's actually been a lot that has transpired since I was last on the podcast. And, Um, A little about me is that my name is Amanda Panino. I am a self-prioritization mentor for women who are sick and tired of apologizing for no longer wanting to be on that burnout wheel of life. And my passion for this began and stems through a lifelong love of health and fitness. I have been the girl who has been air quotations labeled as she has ants in her pants for her whole life, always needing to move, finding catharsis through engaging my body to change my mental state by allowing the sweat to be ah the really ooey gooey moment where you choose to take your power back through a physical push and the reason it evolved and has evolved into 
um, a more, what I feel all encompass perspective of self-prioritization versus just health and fitness is because I now know better. And I know that movement is for our mind. Movement is for our soul. Movement is for our breakthroughs. It's not for the abs, the biceps, the great glutes, which those could all be byproducts of you committing to movement or committing to amazing nutrition or committing to increased hydration, all those things. But it's such a drop in the ocean of what saying and claiming I take care of myself actually is. And so this is where we are now, Cindy. Well, that was a much better introduction than I could have done for you. So thank you. <laughs> You're so funny. That, that is very good. Uh, and so true. I think uh, the way you've just been able to explain it and say it when, you know, that honoring yourself to say, this is how I feel. This is um, so valuable. And I, I know from myself on um, the journey of, uh, exercise uh, has been actually up and down for myself. And I've been very uh, mindful of it uh, because for many years I over-exercised and I took that as um, a way to escape where I was in life. And uh, so I always look at that and I share that with people when they talk about, you know, um, we're, we're deep in the deep end right now. Um, I share that with people when they say things like my partner cheated on me, my partner's doing this. And I said, you know what? In fact, I actually cheated on my marriage and myself because I escaped to a gym sometimes for two hours a day, sometimes for longer in my thoughts. And it wasn't healthy. Um, it wasn't healthy the way I was thinking about my body. It wasn't healthy the way I was thinking about, you know, I needed it. And uh, so then I had to actually go back and stop exercising altogether. Um, and then actually love my body the way it was <laughs> kind of fluffy <laughs> and Okay, so then I could actually welcome in a new relationship with exercise and myself and thoughts and however it was going to grow. So I self to know that it's uh, time to prioritize, but how am I prioritizing it? Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And I love that you voice the relationship to movement because so often it stems from a place of lack. So often mm -hmm. it stems from the things aren't going well with my partner, or I don't love the way I feel X, Y, and Z reason. I'm, um, this girl on social media moves this way. So shit, I'm not doing that. Maybe I have to do that. And, and none of that, do you notice how none of that is bringing you closer to self? All of mm -hmm. that is so external. It's so far away from you that it results in complete identity crisis. So you don't know why you're moving. You've no connection or to your very real life with that movement practice. And it can become completely toxic. So it's, I, I, I appreciate when moments like that arise though, like those, those moments of tension and friction with, with something that could be really good, but that isn't feeling the way that like, we're kind of told it could feel good. And you're mm -hmm. almost like, okay, this is information. I'm obviously not doing it my way because I have been in that space too, where I, forced and pushed and felt terrible about myself with my internal dialogue because I really, really disliked exercising in a gym. 
Whereas for you, you see, it was an escape. You're like, that feels really right for me. And for me, it was like, I had debilitating anxiety of exercising in public. So I was always comparing myself to the girl who would go do the kettlebell swings and the CrossFit classes and the yoga classes and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm literally too afraid to do that. So movement, I also had to take a pause because I was like, this doesn't work. I, it doesn't work for me. Obviously I'm, it's not right for me, which felt so incorrect. Like it, it didn't even sit well in my body, given that I am the type of girl who's been an, either an athlete my whole life or I've been in movement my whole life. I was a physical and health education teacher. I got my degree in education specifically for movement basically. And so here I am, you know, getting to a point where I'd been sitting down a lot. I'd been making unhealthy habits and unhealthy choices that were not serving my body and mind. And I thought it has to look like this. It has to be the gym. And then it became, but maybe it doesn't because if I really sit down and listen, maybe what would work better for me is I'm just walking a little bit more. So I'm outside in nature because I'm a girl who loves to be near a tree. Maybe it needs to be that I'm working out in my house because I'm a teacher who has parent teacher night late at night because I'm uh, have report cards because I have rubrics and evaluations. And maybe I just need like a 30 minute workout in our basement instead. And that like it cuts my commute by to zero <laughs> to zero. So I'm like, what is and now, um, you know, since the last time I was on the podcast and another huge fuel behind my absolute fire for this in this evolution of my career is I've become a mother. Yes. So I'm like, girl, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me to get in my car and drive to a gym. It is too perfect to have nap time workouts when a naps are erratic, when B they're so short and effective. C I've got the stuff downstairs. There's no, there's no real barrier, like the, create the path of least resistance to the thing that you're trying to pursue that could be positive and you will get to that positive space. And you know what? Sometimes you are literally the thing that's causing the resistance in your path. Mm -hmm. So I love that you just said you had to take a step back from movement and be like, what's the source? Why am I doing this? Why does it matter to, to me? D did I even ask myself if it matters to me or how I would enjoy to move? Where's the joy? Why, why did we lose joy in movement? When you were a kid, yeah. did you move for punishment or did you move because you loved to play and jump in a puddle? You know, like we've strayed, we've strayed too far. So I, I appreciate you being open about that. That's big. Well, I think it's, yes, I think it's a very, um, we're in an, a space where we look at a person who may fit a certain body type. And if we don't fit that, then we feel like we aren't meeting it. Right. Yeah. And so then to be able to get to a point where it, it may take a pause to go like, wait, until I know why I am ready to to move and why I'm ready to, you know, get back to it, um, we will be striving for something that may not be attainable in a healthy way. Agreed. And uh, so, you know, I I think that's an important thing to put in here uh, to go, you know, you you may never reach that you may actually gain weight <laughs> you you may be moving and your and your body may be shifting and as long as you actually go okay this is this is good this is okay mm -hmm. um so you okay we first met when i was on your uh, on a different podcast that you were on yes. and i do recall um when i did that reading saying there's a there's a child in your there there's something about a child which at that point i think you did those big eyes that you just didn't <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I was asking you like, is this, 
like, is this part of my path? Like, I've always been the girl who's never dreamed about babies or weddings or a partner. Like, I was, I was in a relationship when we met. I'm in the mm -hmm. same, same that same relationship, but I had been single and living alone for a long time before that happened. So it was like, crap, is this person the person? Like, is this how it's gonna go? Can you? Anyway, that was a, a lovely reading with you. That one was amazing. And then, bam, there was a move and a child. And then, bam, you moved. And there's a child. And on our last call, uh, we'll, we didn't, the people on the, who were listening to the podcast didn't know, but you were actually with child. This is true. I was pregnant with my first. And if you don't know, I'm currently pregnant with my second. So yeah, that was um, just between us on that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that between us because we didn't share it then, did we? No. And so such an exciting like, I mean, gosh, the journey from, I can't even believe when that first podcast came out, it feels like that was just yesterday, but so many things have shifted and we actually got to meet in person last year, which was so exciting like to finally. meet you, to see you. Um, and just to hear now all of these things from when that began. And so now you're about to have two children, you moved across like a thousand times yeah <laughs> you and oh yeah you've gone everywhere so what would you say like so obviously your your business has shifted you've got a new podcast going um so really your your concept to when I look at it blame it on mom brain like all these things what has really kind of cracked open for you in this time gosh I feel like that's a far more profound question than you you even mean to ask <laughs> Um, but we can go there. Like we, yeah. So I, I think that some of the biggest shifts of course have been the fact that I have cracked open to motherhood. And as a result, identities that existed prior to this, like my, my, you know, relationship to priorities, mm -hmm. my meow becoming a roar, my, boundaries on complete clarity with without apology like these are sort of things that I realized I compromised a lot and I am a person who's been doing work in the personal development field work with mental health professionals you know in moments of crisis but also just to like just for mental hygiene like just like I've become a mom now. I should probably speak to someone because I've changed a lot. You know, like I feel like I'm okay, but maybe I'm, but there could always be room for whatever, like for improvement. Like I am the type of person who's always been incredibly introspective and, and fascinated by attachment styles to others, attachment styles to habits. I enjoy um, the, the, the huge umbrella topic of relationships. And so I often dissect myself. And in motherhood, what's happened has been, I've had to dissect my relationship with Cindy, basically everything. So that has been, in, you're talking about, I've been everywhere. Yeah, I've been moving. I've been, which city is it for me and my child and my partner? And now maybe, and, and now also the second. Who is the entourage I want being our village to help raise this baby? So we moved again. What city feels completely wrong for us? So we left that. Where do we want to spend the most time oh with people who make us feel like they want us around let's extend our time in this particular city so we left vancouver at a very um tumultuous 
point of new motherhood postpartum, which was three months postpartum, um, we were starting to creep into like four months sleep regression when we arrived in Montreal, which is where my family is from. So we're dealing with time zone changes. We're dealing with a brand new space that's not ours because we're back at my parents' place. We're dealing with my partner really getting to know my my beautiful family. But of course, we're a family of three, right? So it's like you're you're moving in with with in-laws and and there's, you know, cousins and family and all this stuff. And we're very lucky because they were loving on us and it felt amazing. But what was challenging was we were still new parents who did not know what the hell we were doing. And to do it with lots of moving boxes and airplane tickets and time zone changes and all of that, Cindy, like I would never do that again. Mm. It was the hardest period of my life. My postpartum anxiety and my postpartum depression at that period for that move was through the roof in a way that I, I completely brought on myself. Now, the the desire for that came from the fact that, you know, we live in Vancouver and I have beautiful friends here, but we wanted like our little one to get to know grandparents, you know, right? So we're like, let's move closer to family. Um, and it turns out that, you know, I left Quebec for a reason, like Quebec just doesn't feel like home to me. And in the end, my partner realized the same. Yeah. He really got on board and was like, I get why you moved to BC. Like it's a different feel and it's a harder slog with not having a village at all. But for our nuclear family, we feel that it was right. But do you think, and I know obviously like there's sometimes that uh, space of going like, especially when you're maybe so close to it still, um, but you might have pondered that if you'd stayed in Vancouver or so if you had stayed for 10 years going like, oh, what if we should we should we so although it was really rough, it was a lesson. Cindy, it was a lesson that he and I now discuss as a vital part of our evolution as parents and in our relationship, because the reason we went was for this exact argument. It was him saying like, what, why he like he didn't understand you know, my perspective of why it didn't ever really feel like home for me. So we, it was almost like uh, me saying, okay, well, if this is what we've got to do to really see it eye to eye together, I'll do anything for our family. So let's go pack the boxes. Let's move the, wow. get the moving truck. And we, we say now that it wasn't a mistake because it helped us answer our questions. And in yeah. fact, if we had never done that, there is a big chance that we wouldn't have then done the next step, which was right after I saw you, we went to New Zealand to go see yes. my partner's family. <laughs> yeah. So I, we, you know, actually that, that meeting that we had with you, you specifically, you changed the course of my 2023 year. And I'll tell you why every year I choose a word, a, a sentiment, a focal point for how I want to walk my path the most aligned I possibly can. And every year prior to last, it was very similar to like leadership or, or growth or, or ex like professional expansion. Like it had a lot to do with like the boss babe story were sold and, and told and bought, um, yeah. with, with vigor, you know, which is fine. And for a phase of my life, that absolutely was it, but there was a new phase that clinging on to those old words and old identities and old narratives was stopping me from really flourishing in my motherhood experience. And we went to dinner, you, me, we had our girlfriends there that we know and love. Um, and we all sat at this beautiful table with a delicious meal. And towards the end of the night, you 
I can't remember the full context of what you said. I just know that you said like, it's really all about having that honesty with yourself so that you can X, Y, and Z, and you went off to complete your thought. But I felt this out of body experience. It was like the word honesty to yourself. Those words floated and danced across the table and landed in my lap. I had been searching for the theme for my 2023 year for, for what felt like forever. And I just couldn't get there because I was like, I don't know who the fuck I am anymore. I, I know what I still love, but I'm having a harder time doing those things because now I feel like I'm a slave to this little person who I love for more than life itself from this lifetime, the last one and every lifetime beyond this one, I, I, I would give myself to this child forever. But I was like, I also don't know where I fall in that anymore. And you said basically self-honesty and it changed the trajectory of my 2023. It ended up being the best year of my life. I, we went to New Zealand the day after that meeting and it was a three month trip that we had booked so that we could introduce basically our, our son to his other grandparents on the other side, literally on the other side of the world. And we sunk in so beautifully to New Zealand in a way that unfortunately we just didn't in Quebec that that experience at Quebec taught us what didn't feel right so when we got to New Zealand we ended up deciding to live there for six months and had an, a, a half a year um, just a, a living abroad experience in New Zealand instead of just keeping it at the three months when our three month mark was starting to creep up we were like two and a half or two-ish months we were like Oh God, no. Oh gosh, no. Why would we leave? Why would we leave this? We have the feeling that we've been looking for. We have the community that we have been looking for. We have the ability as Canadians to travel there for that amount of time, um, a bit of logistics that we had to figure out, but we then understood what does feel right. That experience was tumultuous moving to the other side of Canada. It was heartbreaking. It was, I mean, me not knowing who I was in any capacity. It was learning who I was as a mother. It was learning about who my partner and I were as a, as a team all over again. And it was all really, really mucky and messy and hard. But when we got to New Zealand, things felt so much more, if I'm being honest with myself, right and bright and lighter that even the messy became like almost a joy to navigate because I was like, I, I enjoy all the rest. So when our time in New Zealand started coming to a close, those two experiences helped us learn where to land next. You really did change the course of my 2023. Well, I don't, I, uh, I really don't know if it was a thank you. I, I look back, uh, I always try to look back on those moments and how, um, and the meaning of them, because I don't know if it was me or if it was just something that was meant to be said in that moment that was meant to be heard by you. I'm grateful for it. How that night that I, I wasn't even like, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to go to that, but had this like urge, like, no, I need to go to that dinner and all the conversations of that dinner that were so meaningful for me as well. Um, and how, you know, the, the seven, 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 like there were so many little things that were said that night yeah. 
And it was just so lovely to sit there and then have you beside me. So I just hearing that is so nice because I think that conversation was meant probably for you and for me. And um, it was a very real year for me as well. So I I love that. And I love and I just remember seeing you just well, in photos, just sinking into that sand and ah, it's just so nice. And to know um, people don't know all of your journey, but to know where you were just mm. five years ago and oh, to yeah. see where you are now is, is so beautiful. Thank you. Well, thanks for being part of it because, you know, a lot of the, like the kickoff of things like that were us connecting and me feeling like, okay, well, I've got a friend who referred to this like this amazing spiritually connect, spiritually connected medium who has lots to share, who has a really authentic um, heart and way that she presents herself. This is, of course, our girlfriend, um, Ali, who passed on the word of you. And so you came into my life because I was open to receiving your gifts and um, and really exploring different ways to get to know myself as well. And so if it weren't for some of those conversations, a lot of, of the steps that have transpired since wouldn't have taken place. And so I don't really use it lightly when I say you changed my 2023 because that self-honesty became my theme of the year. And the quote or the prompt I created for myself was the following. If I'm being honest with myself, I dot, 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 fill in the blank. So I didn't approach one single thing in 2023 without asking myself those questions. It's literally why we we prolonged the trip. I was like, I sat down after months or weeks of ruminating over what do we do? Where, where do we go back to? Right now, our return ticket was to Montreal again after those three months. And I was like, if I'm being, if I can just be honest with myself, I don't really want to fly back there. So we canceled that. <laughs> we, didn't, we canceled that. We rerouted the whole trip right back to Vancouver. We that like all of our incredible. stuff stayed there and we were nowhere near it. It was across the country. We're like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. That's not where we want to be. And oh God, it's been amazing. How, to, how to are you two together to be able to say, if I'm being honest, like, how do you find the conversations with each other? Are you able to say that? Yes. I'm able to say that with this man. And, and this is the reason why, because when he got to know me, I made it crystal clear that this is how I operate. I'm like, I, I've been through enough bullshit I've, with other people. There's a reason I'm single. I don't, I don't want it anymore. Um, yes. What I want is to be able to be myself. What I want is a person who can receive the wholeness and the loudness and the enlivened version of me, not the dulled down, not too big, stay in a box version of me that I've been for past people. That level of people pleasing was fucking crippling. It, it absolutely killed me in so many ways. It, it, it dimmed my spirit for people who were never going to see my brightness and my light anyway. So he walked into a version of me where I, I, I realize now that was we met six years ago and we've been in a relationship for six years that this was the beginning of a lot of self-honesty for me. It became, I'm going to move in with this guy when I've only spent maybe on average 45 days with him in person in a full six year period. I, I just feel it. That's for a six month period. I've known him. He's existed in my life for six months. We've been long distance for so long that I've only seen him in person for 45 minutes and I'm going to move in with him because that's what feels right to me. 
And I, we have been able to be that level of honest with each other from the beginning. Now, does that cause a lot of hard conversations? Yeah. A lot of conversations that couples ignore or will choose topics that couples will choose to brush or sweep to the side. And then in 30 years, you'll have to deal with it again, not interested. The women yeah. in my life that I, I love to absolute bits. I love them. They're my teachers. They show me everything that is a gift about being a woman, a mother, a friend, a daughter, a sister. They also teach me what I don't want to embody or perpetuate or pass on to my children. Mm -hmm. And some of the lessons I've gained from them has been that martyrdom and putting yourself last on the list and sacrificing your truth for others, whether that's just out of fear of people pleasing or because the man has the last word is not what I want in a relationship or a partnership in my life in any capacity or with anyone, not just a, a, a partner, like a my romantic partnerships. So yes, we've been able to be that honest because I was never going to have him any other way. Mm -hmm. And he just rose to the occasion. I think, I think that's beautiful. And I also think it's giving him respect uh, to meet you uh, and not assume that he is uh, not wanting to do that. Um, does that make sense? Yes, because it gives him the opportunity to be honest with himself too. He gets to say, well, do I actually, do I actually want to do that? Yes. I, I, in no capacity do I believe we complete each other. He and I complement each other and that's how we thrive. Yes. So to me, since we've become parents, that was all really nice and well and good when we didn't have kids, but <laughs> <laughs> it became 10 times more important and weighted and vital once we started to procreate. Like I mean, we had to become really, really honest about what matters to our nuclear family, our values that we hope to instill in another, like, and, and into each other. Like, how do we want to behave when we're sleep deprived and starving and and, you know, the kid is crying and the poop is everywhere and, and, and the family wants to come over, but you look like you're, you've just been your bed through you up in the morning. Like, you know, like where, where's, where are we there? Where, where are we on the map? So I really believe that being honest with myself is how we got to where we are, but we, we lose our path sometimes, don't we? Right, Cindy? Like there are some points where we're just like, I mean, I've come to you in those points so often where I've been like, is this it? What are we, what are we doing? Where, where do I go? Am I doing the right thing? And I think what I didn't realize, and that was why your words hit so hard about the honesty piece was I was too busy looking at how everyone else was doing it to remember mm -hmm. that it's all here. Yes. As long as you're honest. As long as you're honest and I, oh, I get teary, but I think we sometimes do forget reminding ourselves always that there is no other path. Your path, when people ask on the right path, your path was started for you at the beginning and it is your path. Sometimes you, you fall off your path a little bit and suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm on Amanda's path. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And so it's yeah. just a reminder like, oh yeah, okay. Oops. Or, or you have to pause on your own path and just sit. Yes. Just not go anywhere. Just just look around, 
just think about it, right? Grab yourself a, an umbrella, let the rain come on you. Just allow all of that. And it's, it's not that you're not getting any further ahead. You're just, just sitting. <laughs> you're just sitting. And, and sometimes we think that the fast paced constant movement is what gets us to the next thing. When in reality, it's like, are you willing to do the really boring, unsexy, non-Instagrammable homework of looking in the mirror instead? Because if promise if you did, you might really find that you're exactly where you need to be. And I think that's where my theme of self-honesty to the point where I've perpetuated it for the very first time in my life, Cindy, I have, I have continued a focal point for a year. I, with a, with the same sentiment, same word, self-honesty, I've never repeated a word. Cause I was always like, no, I have to reinvent, gotta be new, gotta, what's the edge? What do I need now? And of course that could be true for me next year. Like I might be like, I'm honest now I'm honest. Where's the next part? Like I can, I've got the honesty thing down. Right. So it's like, yeah. we do need to evolve and, and continue to push and grow. But I was like sitting and looking in the mirror and I was like, I could still use, I could still use some self-honesty. I'm about to become a mom again. I yeah. could still use a little bit of like, I've got things coming up. Beautiful people in my life have really big life events happening this year. Do I, is, is it aligned for me to be part of it? Do I have to, you know, dial up the no so that I can say yes to the very big things that are going on in my life. I've got to be willing to take care of the people I love, but maybe disappoint them a little so that I can make sure I am appointed always in my role as I step into mom of two, as I am a woman, as I am a friend, as I am a partner, like I, I'm no longer willing to debate my own crown it's 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 on and as soon as i acknowledge that sovereign right that i have it helps me do everything else i can serve more calmly with my children or or, or causes i care about i can mentor the women i work with and actually bring in the right new women to work with who are not just like i need to i i want to exercise because because like, you know, X, Y, and Z, it's, it's the biceps. I want the biceps. And instead it's, I need to exercise because I realize my mental health is at the forefront of my well-being, my children, my life, my work. And I've neglected all of that in myself for a long time. And I want to work with someone who gets that all encompassed feeling. So like so much of it has evolved as a result of me being willing to look at that and you know, I'd love to even ask you because you're a mom, you're yeah. a mom. And there's a really big age difference between my babies yeah. and your babies, but that doesn't ever make you any less mom. So, you know, I'd be curious to hear, especially since you said 2023 was a big one for you too. Like, you know, at, at the end of uh, our meeting, you know, we knew you were getting a puppy or you had already gotten puppy. Were you waiting for puppy at the time last I December? I think we had just, we had just was, we're just getting the puppy. Yeah. You were just getting puppy because you showed us pictures, but I think you were like, but we don't have puppy yet, but this is, yes. this is it. Yes. Um, And so it felt like, like new starts and exciting things for you as well. Um, I'd be curious to know where in the space of motherhood that you're at right now, like was, was there a big shift in the way of I matter because they're watching or my, my headspace has got to be something I'm more aware of, or even your self-honesty, like the relationships in your life. Like how did they it's impact a good, you? It's a, it's a good question. Like I think knowing, um, if you can imagine it, your, um, 
stage being pregnant, that was when things shifted in my life and I knew I had to leave my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can so, you also tell us a little bit about like your journey into motherhood and how yeah. old the kids are and stuff like that? Like, let's talk Cindy for a minute. Okay. We're going to pause me. I want to talk Cindy. Well, so that was, uh, that was now, now 12 years ago. And, um, and so my oldest was, um, at that point, well, a little older than Romeo, I guess, like was uh, yours. Um, so it would have been um, three and I was pregnant. And so I think I was in a headspace of um, seeing my life one way and, um, you know, just purchased a home, uh, very, very excited about things that were happening and realizing I was going to need to make a shift and then be with my children as a single mom. So I think um, that slowly happened. It took me about a year and a half to make that decision. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, so I think I knew uh, that I was going to have to make myself a priority. Um, I remember the day I closed my youngest son's door to put him, he was in a crib and closed my youngest door, door um, that I was changing his life and all of our lives. But in five years, it was going to be for the better, um, but it was going to take that long for things to settle. Uh, so I think that's when I knew taking care of self isn't um, like on the path. It's not going to be one day it's this and the next day it's this. So being very aware that sometimes inviting in some trauma is actually what is needed in order for a longer path and being okay with that. Yes. I, I love that you've just said that this invites a whole other aspect to being aware and honest with yourself. I literally just posted about it yesterday. Um, discomfort and self-prioritization or even self-honesty are best friends. Yes. Because re the reality is this, your bestie who loves you the most is going to tell you how it is. And sometimes that is the uncomfortable path, the path with tension, the path with realizing the next five years we're going to have some dust, but over yep. the five years it will settle. And as a result, we'll create the path that way better serves us than if I didn't say anything, that tension that we feel for staying quiet, it is still choosing tension because if you chose to speak up and be honest and, and vocal and loud, there's still tension. Like there's still shit to figure out whichever path you pick. It's just which one is the honest to the universe one that is going to really carry you to that path that you're that you can you can obviously you obviously saw it you were obviously like well I can't keep going down this one yeah I think that's for me where sometimes people will say Cindy your life has appeared to have some struggles I would say it has but honestly I believe it's because I have chosen honesty yes. and that for me means I I know I have to commit to honesty. And within that, it means there are going to be rare, raw moments. Um, but you will always know if you meet me, it is honest, it's authentic, and I I meet you exactly with the same. So it does mean oh, this is not going, this is not true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's it. And for your, for your sons, you know, like having them evolve through 
this path of like, we're making a hard choice now. They're very little, but we're making a hard choice now because I know when they're bigger, I'll be my best version of me if when I make it. Let's fast forward to like little ones now, five years old. Where yeah. what's your headspace? Like, I, and by the way, can I just say, like, single moms are the absolute MVP on the planet. Like, I just don't <laughs> understand or fathom how it how it's done by you, incredible beings. It's it's mental. You know, I think I this has always been my life. So sometimes people will say, like, I just know certain things aren't going to get done. I just know that, like whatever like yeah um, there's so much compassion and grace there's it's gotta be <laughs> just is. um but you know we went out for dinner that I think this was the pivotal moment um and and I don't feel sorry for my children um people are like oh and I'm like no my kids are great um yeah. and uh we went out for dinner with their dad. Uh, this was probably, it was like my son's birthday or something, which we, we do these events together. Um, and, uh, and, and I do say their dad's in their life. Uh, we don't do 50, 50, we don't do that, but we do have, um, but we have to see, see them. But my oldest son said to my, uh, ex-husband, dad, if, she had stayed with you would she be the same as she is now and my ex-husband said no she wouldn't and he said mom i'm glad you left i know and my ex-husband said i'm glad she did too it's the most pivotal moment in my life when was this how old now, are they? <laughs> this was probably maybe five years ago. So my oldest would have been about 10 or 11. I can remember the spot. And honestly, it was the most magical moment of all of us coming back together. Ooh, and I'm all teary right now. I know. And so I look at it and say, every single struggle is worth it. When your child can look at you and know and can say to their father comfortably, not scared, and say, I'm glad this has all happened. And your ex-husband can say, I'm glad she did too. What a feeling that must have been for you as not just a mother, but like as a woman who stood her ground on her gut feeling and her instinct to fiercely protect her babies at such, I mean, my God, you're putting him in the crib, right? So he's so little and you have a three-year-old. Like that is a really, that's a, that's a really big spot for kids like you have a toddler and a newborn practically you know so it's like I commend you for that for for that intuition then but you've always like this is this is blissful intuitive like of course it's intuitive can you like I love that you just shifted this to me yeah well I it's because I'm fascinated by you so listen I I told you before we got on this recording it's going to be an us thing and not a me thing but I do you think that you being like your honesty is also I feel like it could be, it's, it's coding also for intuition. Like, can mm-hmm. you speak to intuition as a woman, as a mother, like in, in business, um, health, like how has intuitiveness literally played a role in how, how you've operated? Because it sounds like a lot of that intuition is quieted by fear, by mm-hmm. fear of the the money, fear of the separation, fear of the, what if I, what if I can't fear of the how will I figure it out instead of realizing like you've always figured everything out that you need to, because what's the common denominator? Well, it's you, you've always been part of it and you've, so you've always yes. figured it out. Right. So yes. how have you, it's almost like even a self 
a, a deep self-trusting, like, can you talk to a bit of, uh, about an in, intuition with us and how it has been a part we, of yourself and your work and stuff? We all have intuition, uh, I believe, right? We all have this uh, connected to self as you spoke about, like we have all of the answers within. We're taught from an early, early age that logic outweighs our intuition, that we must go to the books first, um, that there is a reason for everything, that there is an answer. Uh, so then we doubt ourselves, right? We doubt um, not to ask ourselves those questions, to ask out rather than to ask up. And I have... Um, at the beginning of time, like when I was a child, it was to um, always, uh, I always saw spirit. I always had that side of myself. I could sense things with other people, but I blocked it. And uh, then when I started, oh, sorry, there's a ding. Um, then when I started to come back to it, I would still doubt. Uh, so it took me longer to trust my own ability uh, even when I started this practice uh yeah. which was maybe 11 years ago it was still like double guessing double guessing I'll need to, to do 25 uh intuitive sessions make sure every single one okay I'll do another one I'll do another one maybe that was just a by chance because people will say oh that was just by chance or and then like I would make sure I only got people's first names so that nobody could say I googled them and nobody yeah. would say I wanted to make sure people knew I didn't do anything. I didn't even want to have a website. This was me because I didn't want people to book online because I said if they booked online, then uh, they would have to send their email. And I didn't want anyone to think I looked up their last name. And so I was like, there has to be another way. I, ha I don't want anyone in this day and age where everyone judges things. I didn't want to be part of that. And so I was like, how do I do this business without people thinking that? And then I thought, no, I'm going to let it be. I'm going to let it be because I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in who I am and I'm going to know who I am. And so with that, as that grew, lessons kept coming to me that I had to keep trusting myself because every single time we start to build and go to who we are, we get pulled back. Are you sure you want to go? Because it's really quite comfortable right here. And so every single time I get a lesson, I'm like, Ugh! and then I have to go, no, I'm just going to jump. And each time it gets easier and easier for me to ask up rather than ask out. I love that. Ask up yeah. instead of ask out. Yes. Asking out looks like what? Who would you so say asking, asking out would be? Here's a prime example. I, when I wanted to uh, build and expand this business, I was like, okay, I, I work full time every single day. Then I do this business at night. I all the time. And then I was like, well, if I want to actually um, build a website and get this business going and get all my photos, that's going to cost me X amount of dollars. How do I do that? I don't have that money that, how do I do that? I'm going to ask out here. I'm going to ask out here. Maybe this, I'm going to resource this. Da, 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 da. How do I do this? How do I do this? Panic. Right. Uh, so I keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I immediately go and I get really quiet. I get clear. This is my purpose. I, I know that. I sit on a bench and I say, ask up. I know this is what I am meant to do. 
I leave it over to you. When it is meant to happen, it will arrive. I'm going to go work. I'm going to keep on working at night. However it's meant to be, it'll work. I, I stop asking out. The next day I get a note from a client that says, I am going to do all of your photos, all of your business plan. I'm going to work with you for one year. Holy smokes. That is how you ask up. And that's that incredibly powerful. How it works. It is not going out and saying, I'm going to take that. I'm because the amount of how that has helped other people, how how it has helped, how it helped her, how it helped her for whatever reason, why the draw of asking up is that they will source out the call of how you know people need to all get information, right? And then how that has resourced other people. And I always think like, you know, when I would say, Amanda, I, I just got a ping to send a note to you. Um, th that's asking up. And then that guide saints, Amanda just needs a note. And so I would just go, Amanda needs a note. That's I can't even up. tell you how many messages I've gotten like that from you. <laughs> yes. My DMs have always been like, just, I'm just here to say hi. And that I'm checking in with you. I can. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, Thank you for receiving that because yes. it was definitely intentionally sent. Okay. So that's like an example of asking up is, is being willing to almost like take your hands, your white knuckle grip off the steering wheel of fear and panic and anxiety yeah. and just being willing to be like, what do I know for sure? I know this is my purpose. I know this doesn't feel right anymore. I know I can't go on on this path. So what can I do? Well, I can keep showing up and actively participating in what's to come next. But I, I also will surrender the how, the what, the who, the when, the why, the money, the this, that to, to who, yeah. everyone who's out there looking out for me. And if it means it's going to take three years, then that's when it actually was meant to show on my path. If I right. force it now, it won't actually be aligned. And that's why I'm feeling this tension and this pull. And if if I'm being honest, this actually isn't the way it's supposed to be. If we continue, I truly believe you're meant to show up and you're meant to work and you're, you're meant to do things that it, it's not just laying back and being like, I'm just going to sit here, have a cup of coffee and just not do anything. It's the right. aligned action with, I trust that uh, it's all meant to happen the way it's supposed to. Yes. And I think that's an important factor too, to like to trusting your intuition, instinct, your gut and self-honesty, all this, this is just all one big party where guests who have lots in common come together with all these words. Like, yes. It's that you can't, just assume it will materialize out of thin air. If you think about it, the way that your life looks right at this moment was active participation on your behalf. Even yes. if you slept, walked through a lot of it, you still chose to sleepwalk through all of it. And there, that's good news because it puts the power back in your hand. It allows you to say, well, actually, I don't really feel like walking to the right anymore. I want to walk to the left now. And I'd actually prefer to be far more awake while I do it this time, you yeah. know, and, 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 and no, I don't necessarily know how I'm going to make it look different, but I do know I have the control to walk to the left and not the right. Right. It's like that fork in the road moment. So it, you, you've come across many, you've had many fork in the road moments. One yes. of which to me was when we had you on my, one of my previous podcasts and 
um, it, it really allowed you to, I hope, be aware to one of those moments of, of putting it out there and up, right? Where you're just like, how else will I connect with people who find value in what I offer and want to um, explore themselves in a more spiritual connection? And I mean, I felt like it brought in lots of people to your life. People I know and love started calling you. Like it just ended up being really, it's a testament to you standing in that intuition because you chose to stick with it, but also like, like not obsess over the how you just continued to participate in, in the actions. Well, that was an interesting time actually, because I, I, I talked to Allie and then she said, come on the show. I said, yes. And then I got a nudge uh, probably the week before I need to create a calendar with a booking calendar because I'm going to get called. And I didn't have that. And so I was like, okay, I got to do this. And I remember I was on my computer, not technical at all, asking up saying I need support. So right before I got on with you guys, I created this online booking system with this very funny um, website, which not at all what I have now, but it was like really <laughs> like bizarre. But I was like, okay, because I think I'm going to get, I'm going to get booked after I've got on that. Well, <laughs> go with you and guys. booked you did. <laughs> and right after that aired, I did not leave my bed for I guess it was five weeks that got me like foundational it was and I remember Stephanie my dear diary she was best friend she was like are you okay I'm like head down this is head gonna down be grind and I'm like this is it this is it and mm -hmm. I just was like one after another after another and and those clients I still have like they're just it's so beautiful yeah. And you, and what's cool is I love that you knew that you were able to say like, you're energized because you know, again, that knowing you're like, this is it, yeah. this yeah. is it. Yeah. I, I feel I'd love to talk a little bit about motherhood with that feeling, if you don't mind, because I think a lot of the times, like I felt like this, I, I don't, there was a period. Um, and if I'm, if I'm being honest, I can still, I, I'm kind of in there a little bit again, before I welcome baby two, which is how do you know what is your passion, your purpose, the thing that's it? How can you feel like that when you don't even know what the heck you feel like you've been smacked with a Mack truck with now welcoming a kid into your life? It's all vastly different. You're physically not the same. You're hormonally not the same. Of course, there's an adjustment period to things. Your relationships are different. Your friendships are different. So, you know, you might even lose connection with some friends maybe even your connection to your career has changed like mine did. So like, I'm almost in this space. I'm kind of almost selfishly asking as well as like, what if you don't know what the next it is or how to know what it is when you become a mom, because you're just serving, you're serving, you're serving, you're surviving, you're sleep deprived, you're, you're, you're not thriving necessarily in your eyes. Like you're just trying to make it to tomorrow. Huh? How do you find out what it is and passion is? Or do you kind of just let that go for a minute? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's this idea of like, what is your purpose? And we are the purpose. Living life um, rather than living life with purpose is living life on purpose. It's this mm -hmm. idea of knowing that not all seasons are going to be um, 
business driven. And so there's a season of um, you are serving and to be okay to know that that season is very important. And I look at, although heavy, it's a heavy, heavy yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy season. Um, it, it's very, very valuable. And to know that that ripple effect for what that, that purpose is, um, when your children say to you now, mind 16 to go, you know, I remember when we had the, the, the book, we went to the aquarium and we sang the songs in the car. Um, that's so purposeful because it actually creates tradition and it creates so much. And so do I feel like I was at a loss because I didn't get to go to a dinner? Um, yeah, I will have so much time in my life to, to achieve all of these things. And what I also say to people, which some people won't agree with, and that's okay. Um, I am not living one life. My soul is much richer, and I believe that my like living on purpose means I'm meant to have lessons and I'm meant to have um, all of these things because my soul will carry on past Cindy. And so I may not get to Australia in this life, but I've gone there before my soul. And perhaps in my next life, I will be doing much other things and what I do in this life will actually help in my next one. And so to order to feel like I need to do it all in 90 years is impossible. Right. Um, so just knowing, well, 10 years of your soul's thousands of years, it's okay if in that 10 years you just go, right now I'm going to sing Baby Beluga and I am going <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Oh gosh. I feel that that was an answer that maybe my soul needed to receive to the point that I'm emotional again. To everybody listening, like I'm being interviewed on Cindy's podcast, but no, I'm interviewing Cindy on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because this, this is so incredibly, I love the word that you used. It's rich. Like your, your whole existence is rich. Your soul's experience is vast. It isn't only here. And you're right. Some people don't agree with that. And no, again, totally fine. Okay. But I, I appreciate your willingness to, to stick to that because I also align with what you just said and I feel the same. So it's like when you gain that perspective of how many lifetimes past the one you're living and all the ones to come that are, are waiting for you, are, that are there for you, it's almost like this little blip, this little season, I'm going to let that torment me. I'm going to let that... Uh, I'm going to let that make me question everything about myself, or can I let it be my purpose for this season and say, God, how cool is it that now what this lifetime of myself is doing, serving, creating, even if it's people, little people, like that's going to be part of every other timeline. And I can think of no better output of energy than to, to foster the love there. So that's, um, something I think every new mom probably would want to hear and also everyone expecting or mothers who are in the trenches, um, you know, maybe um, don't quite have teens on their hands. Although I've heard teens is a whole other beast. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you I, think I it's going to get calmer and it's not. <laughs> what I will say is there is a window of time. My sister actually said this to me and I didn't listen. And uh, so I will say it now. There's a beautiful one. You did there's, listen. To. There's a, listen. <laughs> there you go. 
there's this window of time between the ages of maybe seven to 11. They love you. They love you. They can go on trips. They are capable. They are able. They are still magical. And they can sit at a table and eat and function. And they can pack their own bag. That is like the most magical. Those years, I look at them and I'm like, oh my God, like we were friends. <laughs> They wanted to be with me. They didn't just see me as a taxi. And I'm like, I, whoa, I sh really should have really sucked those up even more. Oh my gosh. So that, that's a really, that's another lesson in like complete self-awareness is like, we're in a really good spot at this moment. Maybe we yeah. should actually just sit here and not freaking wish to be anywhere else don't wish to be anywhere else and any as soon as you're like oh wow he is seven or like when he's eight and nine or whatever and your next one just be like we're in the glimmers just we're out of the trenches we're in the glimmers just stay in the glimmers <laughs> what about like newborn stuff or like toddlerhood like do you look back on any of that and um like because I, I read this quote that I thought was really I found it emotional to read. And of course I'm pregnant. So like, I've, I've just said that I'm emotional like six times on this yeah, recording. Yeah. So please forgive me. Um, but it was a quote that said, if you were to ask a mother of children who've grown up, if they'd wished they'd had more children, these mothers will often say no, but that the only thing they wish was that they could revisit their existing children as babies again, as young children again, because they miss that version of them. Do you find that is true for you at all, given you have teens? I know they're not yes. like, they're not out of house or whatever, but I mean, do you look back and be like, holy shit, what I would give to snuggle my nine month old? Yes. yes. I get, get, get very emotional at that. And I'm looking at all the pictures of them there. There's, um, there's something about the younger version of them, which is, is so magical. And uh, you watch um, a video and- I can both of us are going here. <laughs> it's 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 your heart everywhere. Um and yeah, I you're so happy with every stage. You love them, but just to be able to go back. Oh my god, I'm I'm loving you for being willing to oh, be sorry. so raw and honest. Thank you for that. I, I, that no, don't please don't be sorry. My god, you're serving so much so much value here um by just showing your heart like because i i being in it like you realize god this is challenging but i'm also kind of like i i was older having kids like i was older than my mother was having children um you know i have people in my life who had kids younger than i did and so i had 10 years on my own of building things of traveling places of going to dinners of the like the living your life and now I'm in this stage of like, you're, you're not going to want to miss this. I no. keep getting like little whispers of that, even though I'm tired, even though I'm like, how can I do this? Can I even do this? But then you're, I just, it's just this tiny, I don't know if it's um my I spirit would, guides. I would just say it's um for anybody. And I know people will roll their eyes and be like, but you know, the more you can, step away from maybe your phone, um, from advice as I'm giving it, um, from yeah. mom groups, um, 
but just go in with a small group that feels safe. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the more you can just take in those, those days where the, the music's going, or you're just like in a, just a, a place you're in your living room, the kitchen dancing, those are the moments that you actually miss the most. Um, so yeah. So you would say it's like the everyday stuff that most oh, it's mothers the in are between like, moments. It's the in yeah. between. You're like, I can't, how can I get through today? I'm just counting down the hours to nap time or till tomorrow. And and now yeah. you look back with teens and you're like, shit, those were it. So, sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's so it's so true because then you know, you think of um another sorry, another quote that did pop up in my head, which was something like, You're because of these the social media space of having information and unsolicited advice and perspectives kind of hurled at you with every swipe yeah people will tell you like don't snuggle them too much don't like you'll spoil them or they'll be so dependent on you they'll always look for you and I've read again of just older moms um or not moms but children uh, moms with older children's perspective saying well I've got like a 19 year old who had a really shitty breakup and he curled up on my bed because I'm a safe space to tell me about how his heart hurt. So yeah, that kid, I, yeah. Like that kid that I snuggled, you know, his little face off at the time now also knows that mom will do that no matter what his age, you know? And so that's fine. That's cool with me, you know? So it's almost like, listen to what felt right for you. At listen to your own intuition. There were, I, I tried not to read too much of people's other opinions, um, but paid attention to how my children were feeling. And as long as they were uh, the ones, I mean, my, my backgrounds, I, I've got my child and youth care and early childhood education. So that's my background. Um, but I really wanted to see, like, am I asking them to do these things or are they saying, I, I want to be with you? And I remember there was this big thing around, like, kids shouldn't be in your bed and everyone will have their opinion on that as well. And I just, I remember I just read this one thing when I was, my kids would come into my bed at night and and they loved it. And a, and a person saying, I I work all day long. And then it's, it's dinner and then it's, it's this and it's that and it's this and it's that. And we actually receive our, our committed connected time when we sleep. And it's when my children feel safe and, you know, they're, they're not 12 or whatever age. And I'm not even saying that, even if you're with your 12 year old in bed, I don't even know. Um, but I thought, you know, that to me was the most beautiful time when my two little ones would come in and they'd sleep with me and it. they both just went like, I'm I'm done. I'm going back to bed. And I didn't force them. They just both yeah. chose it. And I loved that. There's such a sense of safety in what you've created for them. You can tell, yeah. like just even in that dialogue you had at that dinner that one time um with your 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 whole little nuclear family, you know, not together, but definitely respectful. And um that's just a byproduct of your deep respect for self, I think. And your kids can feel that. So I that's sort of Look, I'm I'm so far away from teens or it feels that way right now, but um It'll come this back. Is, I'm sure I'm told. And so I'm now at this point of being like, I hope for that. I hope for conversations where my kids are old uh, older and they have an appreciation for speaking um with confidence through their emotional experiences because, you know, 
it, it would it would allow them to express themselves not to be fearful or or I can't say that because mom and dad will you know make me feel bad for it or I don't know how they'll honest. react yeah and just being honest. honest that's what honesty I want him to you know look at me moving and be like yeah my mom my mom always moves because she it makes her feel really good and I I mean he, I don't even know if he understands but I literally tell him that now I'm just I, like Mama's not feeling. Mama, Mama's not feeling really great. I think I, I think I need to go for a walk and hug a tree. Do you want to come? And he's like, tree. <laughs> like, oh. I'm not even gonna wait until he gets it for me to start planting those seeds. Mama, Mama really, really needs to get a little sweaty. We're gonna do exercise so we feel strong in our mind and our body. Do you want to come? And he always says yes, and we work out together when when it's not a nap time or something like that. So, I, I think what you're sharing is like if I can just keep being honest, maybe down that I think path, you'll see. Yeah, I think, I think that's what, and I'm, I'm being mindful of our time. So I'm just gonna, but yes. that was amazing. I yes. think that uh, what I have really wanted to do, but I, and I go off the path definitely, um, but I'm more and more aware of it is if we are giving ourselves time, we're showing our children that it's okay to continue that. It's something we're always saying to our children. Yes, go and do it, go and do it. Mm -hmm. And then often, for ourselves, we go to the spa and then we're constantly like, oh my gosh, I only have an hour more. Oh my gosh, I can only do this. And so it's to really simmer into that space of, you know what, if I have three hours, I have three hours and that's, that's okay. And truly, I, I think that's the one thing for me that has been off balance, uh, simply given that I've been here with these children alone. Um, but as I, have moved over as they've grown, I can see now, oh, this is great. But being able to say to yourself, this is my time. This is your time. This is your time. And all of us are all deserving is such a beautiful place to be in. I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Cindy. Thank you for just holding space. Thank you. In this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could have gone on for another hour and a half, but I know. <laughs> yeah. ultimately we'll have to do it again. Yeah, I was say, ultimately we'll have to do it again. So I yeah. just I appreciate you. Thanks for inviting me on, and also for just speaking to your yes. your experiences while we're on your. <laughs> so where can people find you, and where's your podcast? Yeah, so my podcast is called Blame It on Mombrain. You can check us out at blameitonmombrain.com or on Instagram at that handle Blame It on Mombrain altogether. Um, you can find me and my personal page at amanda.panino on Instagram or amandapanino.com for my website. Um, I work with women who either want to start their entrance into self-prioritization via movement. So I can work with you in um, a group setting that's virtual where I support your movement journey. And we talk about more than movement, but we can get started with how can we engage our bodies to start engaging our whole life to live a really vibrant life. In fact, my group is called the Live Vibrantly Club. Um, my business is called Aligned and Alive because I really believe that if you are aligned, then you can be your most enlivened self. And um, that's um, how we get started. But if you'd like to work in more of a mentorship in terms of life, in terms of beyond beyond a mat, beyond the movement, then uh, you're welcome to reach out to me via my website as well. So um, it, I do have baby two on the way. So that's, um, yes, yeah, spring equinox, um, will bring, uh, a new season and a new season of life literally for us. So, um, I am, uh, I'll, I'll be sharing a little bit about that on, on the podcast and on my page. So feel free to follow the journey.
Oh, thank you. That was that was the best podcast. That was great. So thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us again today. And as always, I leave you with a simple yet powerful invitation. Pay it forward. Take a moment today to do something kind for someone else. Whether it's a smile, a kind word, a small act of generosity, let's create a ripple effect of good in the world when it is needed more than ever. Have a beautiful day.